Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Marsha Thaddison. You're on the D Hour Network. Welcome. It is Sunday the 13th. Is this the 13th? Um, April. April the 13th? Am I on the right day? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong day. It's April the 14th. It is Sunday. I want to wish everybody a happy Sunday. We're already in the middle of springtime. And here in Georgia, it's rainy, but it's beautiful. The wind is just blowing. It's very nice and calm. And I know in parts of the northern state, it's very, very cold. And they got snow up in Wisconsin. So I just want to say, everyone, just hope you all buckled in and warm and comfortable for the weather. And for us down here in Georgia, we're enjoying it completely. All right, tonight's show, um, it's me, me alone, I'm solo, and I just want to be able to bring some things that's been kind of gnawing at me this week and last week. Last week we had a great show. We had Nana and Linda on. They were midwives and the doulas. Tonight I want to talk about something I think is very, very serious, and I know many people um, talking to family members, they're watching the Milwaukee Bucks, they're in the playoff, and they're actually leading in the game. And then we have people busy watching reality and other TV shows that's going on. But I just want you to pause for a moment and just take a deep breath and be able to open our eyes and our ears and see what's going on around our nation. The devastation with the flooding and the fires, everything that's happening. And I think what's really, really bothering me and my spirit to share with my listening audience, which I have been sharing with you guys from the time that I've come on this show is about learning how to be prepared and how to take care of yourself. Nebraska, the Midwest, completely flooded. That area is completely flooded. And that's farm, farmland, completely underwater. Loss of crops, loss of animals. What do you think that's going to spell out for us? Higher cost in food. Food shortage. They're not even able to plant because the soil is so wet and drenched with the water and the flooding. And the roads, it's going to take them months and months to rebuild those roads. And so many of the animals um, that's in that area had drowned or were killed, and they're having trouble getting food. They actually got the National Guards bringing hay into various areas in that region. My thing is for us to be able to wake up. And for those of you who have backyards, we've had um, Rare Seeds on, Shannon, with Rare Seed Company, encouraging people to own your own seeds. So I really want us to take time to look at what's happening because in Nebraska, guess what? It's not going to... um, It's not going to get to us faster. I was listening to um, some gentlemen uh, from the agriculture out west, and they were saying, you know, United States, we have a surplus in food, so we won't fill this right away. And a lot of our food is coming from other parts of the world. We're going to now have this tariff thing, which uh, on taxes and the taxes with the tariffs, you know, importing, exporting, that's going to have an impact on us. Then we're going to see that the farmers not able to plant their food. We will have some food shortage or 
higher prices. So with me, with yesterday's Kitchen for Today, my business, and this blog talk radio is to have us to be prepared. As we look um, across the world and across the nation, United Nation and New York Times indicated in a recent article that 34 countries today at this time are in dire need of food aid. 34 countries, and out of the 34 countries, 27 of them are mostly from Africa, that are in dire need today of people needing food. Food has always been used as a weapon through war times, anytime. It has always been used as a weapon. My, I want people to know that we need to be able to have control of our own food. And number one is to have your seeds. Growing your own food, um, encouraging families. We're now in the springtime. We're coming up on Passover. And one of the indication of Passover before Passover is the barley. Looking for the barley to be ripe, the first grain uh, for the springtime is barley. And being able to teach us that that's important, food is important, because if you look in the Bible, Leviticus and many other dietary laws, there's many dietary laws telling us how to eat and how to prepare our food. So food is essential for us being alive and being healthy. Same way we talked about water, being water being clean and healthy. So what the point I'm getting at with yesterday's Kitchen for Today, my business, I'm educating us on how to store grain long-term as well as short-term, how to prepare these grains during any natural disaster, how to store grain. And one of my favorite grains is felt. And I shared with you before when we have um, – the wheat harvest or talking about grain in the past, is that the spelt grain was able to resurrect again because they was able to uh, go into King Tuck's tomb. When they excavated his tomb, that's how we got the grain spelt back. And that's one of the natural grains. And I love that taste over wheat and some of the other grains that we are accustomed to here in the United States. But spelt is more popular now. It's growing in popularity. So what I'm encouraging families, when I started yesterday's kitchen for today, is to have families to buy their grain in uh, 25 and 50-pound bags and being able to show you how to store the grain short-term as well as long-term, how to make homemade bread, uh, pizza, cakes, baking with these grains that you always have food to eat. And not only that, when you store these grains properly in a, in a particular way, we're showing you how to do this, that you can have those grains that it can replant and be able to grow more food for yourself. You're purchasing organic fresh fruits and vegetables, showing you how to save those seeds and be able to have a harvest for the following year. I know many of us have become consumers. We're big-time consumers. We just go into the grocery store and buy what we want. I truly believe that season is coming slowly to an end where we're going to see these droughts and other things all over the world having a profound effect on our food. And we see that with the USDA, uh, these farmers are really, really hurting all over in the United States. Many of these farmers are hurting. And if you're in an area that you can support your local farmer, I'm really encouraging you to do that at your farmer's market, go and buy locally from your local farmers and support these farmers that are growing their food naturally. And so that is our point today 
is that we want to be able to see springtime is a time for seed time. And the seed time is encouraging you and your families to purchase heirloom seeds. And if you're not going to do anything with those seeds now or tomorrow or maybe next year you're not going to do anything, still be able to get those seeds and bank those seeds and hold on to them. And I think that's important. I think seed is going to be more important than money because it's going to be a way for you to replenish yourself and grow your own food. We look at Venezuela and Brazil and Mexico and Colombia. A lot of those people are hungry, and these people are leaving their country because they put everything into oil, gas. Oil was their resource. And Venezuela, it's a beautiful country. They People didn't have food to grow their own food. They're depending on the supermarket and buying and being consumers instead of going back to growing your food in your yard. And you know what? It'd probably be dangerous right there in that country to be growing your own food because people would be attacking you and coming and taking what you have. You see many um, people, preparedness. I've met many preparedness. I've had one on the show talking about storing food short-term, long-term, and then you have people that's selling food that lasts 5 and 10 and 15 years in containers. But if it's a natural disaster that's going to take you out, um, that probably won't help. But I think it's important for us to be able to have that mindset, that knowledge, those skills, and the equipment that we can be self-sufficient in learning how to take care of ourselves. United States, our dollar isn't worth much. Um, it's backed by consumer confidence. That's how the American money is um, takes value because the more people spend their money or use credit cards, that stimulates our economy. Years ago, the American money was backed up by gold. It's no longer that way. And as inflation comes about and you see people jobs and housing prices going up, people are having to make some real decision about putting food on the table. I talk to a lot of people with my business and people say, I want to learn this, but we're lazy. We're very, very lazy. And a lot of the young women, I know you're working and you have kids and many of you are single moms. This is where we pull our children together and teach them these skills because my thing is I don't know what the United States is going to look like five years or ten years down the road, but I want us to be able to know how to teach our children how to take care of themselves, and that is so important for us to know how to do that because food is so important. That's our livelihood. And then with the show, we've been showing you and educating you about how people use food to heal their body from cancer, from ADHD to bipolar, schizophrenic. Food is designed to be your medicine. And many Americans are sick, overweight, and a depression, and mental illness is on the rise. A lot of that has to do with food. And you've heard people on our show in the past, like um, To Hope. Tony Steffen, you know, with his family and their testimony on certain vitamins and nutrients that help with the brain and help the brain to be calm and get people off their medication. This stuff is real. 
and I feel like um, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm talking in the air and no one's listening. But I don't think until we be in a crisis mode that people's going to be wanting to listen or try to get something at the last minute. I truly believe this is a time where you take your time and learn how to go back to growing your own food. One uh, video I would want you guys to take time and look at is called backtoedenfilm.com. And www back to Eden, E-D-E-N, film, F-I-M, dot com, and watch that film. He talks about growing your own food where you're not using herbicide or pesticide. You don't have to plow your field, and 95% of the time you're not watering it, and that is a covering concept. But I really watch it and educate yourself and your family, or even just have the compost and the wood chips in the backyard in case you need it. But I really want us to go back, have our seeds, because this devastation that we see here with Nebraska in the Midwest, these farmers are hurting, and many of them would not be able to recover from this devastation storm. I don't know how much FEMA or the Red Cross, or not the Red Cross, FEMA, or flood insurance, or the insurance will be able to cover. But with the devastation that we can see, and we're not hearing much about that on the evening news because Nisa's stay, I think our evening news has been bombarding us and keeping us distracted with so much garbage coming out of Washington that many people don't realize the devastation that we may see paying for our groceries or trying to buy groceries in the future because of the devastation with the Nebraska, um, the terrorist uh, taxes coming in and exporting in and out. I know some people had said um, that many companies are purchasing their things in bulk and buying in large quantities, anticipating that the tariff tax will be implemented and that way they will have an inventory already that's not been taxed. So that is going on as we speak. But also we can see the devastation of the flooding, um, the ice storms and other things that is bringing just to our country and our country alone right now. And, yes, we cannot feel it because, like I said, we do have a surplus at this point. But my point is I want us to be awakened. I want us to be alert. I want us to have common sense and not put all of our hope, our family's hope, our survival mode into the hands of the government or FEMA. I don't believe that's what we need to do. I truly believe we are our keeper or our brother's keeper. It's one of us looking out for ourselves and our family. And I think we have lost touch on how to do that. And this is what this show is about to bring us back. We've met many farmers that come on here and they talked about them seeing the vision of being independently and uh, self-sufficient away from the system. Uh, food stamp program, I know they're cutting, many people have been cut on food stamp program. And I told my daughter recently, uh, my oldest daughter, I said, maybe this is a wake-up call for us to learn how to go back to take care of ourselves. 
because we too much depended on the master out of Washington, D.C., and a program that the master have to take care of us, and that's not meant to be. So I want to encourage us to um, know how to go back to growing our own food. Now, seeds are important, but let me tell you how important seeds are. United States government, Bill and Melinda Gates, and the Rockefeller Foundation, back in 2005, built um, a building in the Art of Norway. It's like a, a fortress, and it's like a huge bank that's in the glacier of um, of the ice mountains in Norway. And what they're doing is saving heirloom seeds. Heirloom seeds are seeds that has not been processed by man or genetically modified or changed or anything. These are the original seeds. So throughout the world, all these countries using this bank, and many banks have sprung up since this one in 2005, they are saving the heirloom seeds. And their concept is there's a war, natural disaster, chemical warfare, that they will be able to replenish the food supply in America by banking away these heirloom seeds. Hmm, I'm thinking about that. And the more I thought about that, the more I was knowing that I do not want the government. And I think it's a great idea for what they're doing. But my best idea is for every last one of us to have our own seeds. You don't have to stand in the government line or wait for them to grow something or to hand you something. Now, think about this. If we have a natural disaster, chemical warfare, or something that's devastating to the food supply in the United States or nuclear war that has radiation all over the place, and now we can't grow our food, and we have to wait, or we, the food supply has been diminished, and we have to wait to buy from the government that they've been saving those seeds for us. One, it would probably be very, very expensive. Two, the ground has been contaminated with radiation and stuff. And I guess I'm not alarmist, but I'm really trying to be uh, proactive about us being able to take care of ourselves. You see these people in Venezuela, Brazil, other places, the food trucks aren't coming, but they don't have the seed. They do have good weather. The rain is there. It's still coming. The sun's still shining. The rain's still coming and going, but they don't have the seed. And we lost that common sense of what our ancestor had about going into the field, knowing what was right to eat, what's not to eat, what herbs in there was good for medicine, was not good for medicine, what to put on the wound, what not to put on the wound. We've lost that. We're disconnected from that. That's why I had Dr. Lester L. Carter. He's a pharmacist, and he's an herbalist, and he's written a book, and we're encouraging people to check out his book, to have those books. And you know, people are so busy put downloading things on their iPad or um, downloading their books, 
And I told my daughter, no, books like that need to be in your hand that you can pass from generation to generation because if the Internet's there, not there, our information's not there. And Venezuela just had a blackout. Uh, they've been having blackouts. They have no access to no electricity, no power, no nothing. And their people are hungry in Venezuela. So we have to be mindful. And, you know, sometimes we feel far removed because what's happening in Africa, oh, my God, we feel bad. We feel bad about it. But this can be us. Food supply can be us. Now, the lack of food supply, and you have many, many ministers. Look at Jim Baker, who was in prison um, for embezzling and stealing from his church, the, uh, the money thing he did, laundering, whatever it was, and he ended up getting jail. And now he's out of jail. And I kind of think about and he's out of jail. He has his ministry and it's growing. And God gives favor to who he gives favor to. I have no problem with that. But what is he, his ministry is preaching on and teaching on is being prepared. Food, storing food, energy, solar power energy, solar power this. Why is he coming out of jail preparing people to eat for a hard time? He kind of, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, is this, could he be the next Joseph? Concept where Joseph came out of prison, went straight from prison into um, feeding the folks in Egypt, growing the food because the the king, the pharaoh, had a dream. He dreamed of seven good years, and during the seven and and he had seven bad years, and Joseph was able to interpret the dream for the king, and because he interpreted and then gave him a some sound advice as to what to do. With this dream and this warning God was giving him for the people. Now, the Pharaoh was not even a Christian, but God gave him the dream because he was in a position and he was seated in the king position to give authority to who he chose, and he chose to give to David, I mean, to Joseph. And we're looking at Jim Baker now, the minister. He's, and these other uh, businesses that sprung up, like BePrepared.com and all these other natural disaster uh, programs and foods that's educating. And like I said, I've met so many preppers. And another people, uh, the Mormons, the Mormons, oh, my God, the Mormons, I'm telling you, if you ever find yourself in um, a situation where, you're in dire need, please live next to a Mormon because one thing I can say about that congregation, they teach their people about being frugal, putting food away, storing food for short-term and long-term, and being prepared for natural disasters, being prepared. I had never seen, like, they have a, a facility here in Tucker, Georgia, that one of their members invited me because she know what I do and what I'm trying to do to my community is share this information. And when I went in, it was so massive. It was beautiful. They had a silo to the back with some grains. They had food, buses coming in from different locations, a congregation of people purchasing food in bulk for their homes and their families which I thought was a wonderful, wonderful idea is being able to show the next generation what to do. 
I don't want our generation of young people out there killing and stealing and burning people's houses and stealing from people to feed themselves. I want us to be able to learn how to come together and use our resource to take care of each other. So I really want you guys to take time to look at the devastation that's happening in Nebraska and Ohio and all the Midwest farmers and, the, and pray for these farmers. We're going to pray for these farmers because this physically is a lot of work. And to be able to see your land, your home, everything underwater and lost is gut-wrenching. And so I pray for these families. I pray for the farmers. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will blow in their land and allow them to have it dry enough for them to have a harvest or to plant the seed. We're now in seed planting time. This is springtime. Some areas can't plant right now, but, you know, here in Georgia, the weather is beautiful. Excuse me. The weather is beautiful. The rain is here, and we can start planting. We can start planting uh, for the harvest, but we don't know what tomorrow holds with the weather. So I want to be able to educate us to be able to store grains, have healthy food, and be able to have your seeds, and encourage people. you got a backyard, do it. You don't have a backyard, you can do some potting, potting plants, uh, food in pots, tomatoes, uh, your herbs. There's so many things we can do. And then share a bushel of baskets. Find farmers, local farmers in your area, and buy bushel baskets of um, fruits and vegetables and learn how to dehydrate and can and put things away. Um, yesterday's Kitchen for the Day, uh, if you're interested in uh, hosting a grain party with me, um, you can give me a call at 770-732-6124, be able to show you how to purchase grain and neutral meals and Bosch mixers. The reason why my business is called Yesterday's Kitchen for Today is because I want to be able to show families and next generation of young people, how to prepare food like it was yesterday, uh, off the grid. If you don't have electricity, the tools and equipment that you can use to make the bread, do your fermenting food, your butter, all of that without electricity, it can happen. And then today's, we got a lot of today's women said, look, I want the healthy stuff, but I'm not sticking my hand in no dough. I'm not kneading nothing. I'm not peeling nothing. I want something that's going to be quick, easy, fast, and electric. And that's why we have equipment that allows today's women with less time to be in the kitchen but to get the same result of have healthy food, storing food for their families. So um, we'll be back, and I just want to remind you, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison, and I am your host. Oh. Sorry about that. Wrong song. <laughs> it's been a long time. I never think I was going to see you again. See you, Evan. 
the D-Hour Network. My name is Marcia Patterson, and I'm your host. And tonight's show, I'm kind of solo tonight, um, I'm talking about seed time. Springtime, seed time. This is the time when the trees are blossoming, the trees are, it's, it's just good to see them. After the rain lately here in Georgia, the leaves on the trees just give you such a beautiful feeling. Yeah, we had the windows open. My daughter was cleaning um, my young, my granddaughter's room, and we had the windows open, just being able to hear the fresh breeze, and I sneezed. But it was just beautiful to see the trees, the leaves coming on the trees, the um, the flowers is blossoming. So this is the time when things come alive, when we start planting so we can stay alive. We plant the food, the food goes. We start planting our seeds to have food. And many of us no longer grow our food. So, we, you know, we're today's women and the people of our past, they had gardens and own their own farm. It's not that way anymore. So, But I want to encourage people to think about growing their own food in their backyard, supporting their local farmers. Because back in the 1920s, for African Americans, there was about, 1920, there was a million black farmers in the United States, which accordingly, accordingly, they owned about 15 million acres, those farmers. And we don't have that. But they said the number is slowly growing back. People, some of the young people are slowly growing, um, want to be farmers. And that's what we had Mr. Turner on the other day, uh, last month, to encourage uh, people to say, think about farming. Um, fishing, we're going to have someone to talk about hunting, being able to have these skills to be self-sufficient. I've been having a conversation with my daughter because I said, you know what, we're at this season that you have to start putting food away and making sure we have grain. I have buckets of grain and rice and beans that I'll be able to eat and share meals with families and friends. But I was telling her, I said, okay, each month I want you to buy something. So I put a list together for her and because she travels, she's in IT, and she says, okay, what do I need? I said, we want to start with spelt grain. And we, she likes the spelt, um, the quinoa, and some of the other grains that she likes. And being able to purchase those and put them in 25 and 50-pound bags 
and store these grains and show and show families how to store these things for short term as well as long term. And this is where I want you guys to put your head in. A lot of times people say, well, I can't do that. Yes, we can, even if you buy beans. And it's amazing how many young women don't cook beans and rice for their kids today. And that's a very filling um, meal for young people, and they're not constantly eating and being hungry so much. But I truly believe we um, can do this. And it's going to wake us up to do this when you start seeing the prices of food going up. Um, several years back in Australia, when they had a severe, severe drought in Australia, a loaf of bread went up to a price of $10 a loaf, $10 a loaf. Our farmers in the Midwest lost their grain, some of their cattle. We're going to start feeling the pinch of this. And I want families to know that we can feed our kids if we prepare. The Midwest, the people know the snow is coming. They have the shovel. They have the ice. You have a spare tire. You have a jack. You have certain things in your car or in your house or where you live, anticipation of that you have to take care of some things in case of emergency. I want us to go back to learn how to be able to take care of ourselves. Our families start planting in the old days. They would plant their seeds in the springtime, anticipating the harvest to put away for the winter. We have an economic storm brewing, and I want families to know that food prices are going to be expensive, and they will be costly. And that we together can take care of our children and our families and be self-sufficient in doing that. So talk about how important seeds are. Stein Seed Company, it's a seed company, it's a genetically modified seed company, and they are being sued by the black farmers. The black farmers' lawsuit against Stein Company alleges a defective seed. They sold these black farmers seeds that wasn't going to plant or do anything. And you see this all over. What they're doing is not new. In India, Monsanto went over there and exchanged some of their rice seeds for the genetic modified seeds, promising these farmers in India a higher yield. They were going to make more money. These are Americans coming to India, this little country, telling these people, you're going to make money growing our, our uh, rice and our, and our seeds. So these farmers never, ever used their land for collateral. Their land had been in their family from generation to generation. They never had to purchase seeds because they've always had a harvest where they save their seeds. Now they come in to American, this American company, go over there and says, get our seeds from us. Well, I don't have no money. Put a part of your land for collateral to get the seeds. And these farmers did. They put a part of their land. Then they get the seeds and realize they have to use their herbicide and pesticide to get their seed germinated, germinated to grow. 
They've never used herbicide and pesticide before in their rice field. And these children, they're spraying and stuff. And now these children are getting rashes and lesions and things like that on their bodies. The families can't afford to take their children to doctors. They're not getting the yield of crops they were promised. Now they're in debt and no longer own their land free and clear. And those farmers in India was committing suicide, drinking and spraying themselves with the herbicide and pesticide that they were given to grow their food. And they were doing this in the thousands. In the thousands, these women were losing their husbands because they got in bed with this. Now we have these farmers here in the United States that got these seeds from Stein Seed Company. And these farmers wouldn't have this tested at a university and found out they're defective. These seeds are not good. So now there's a big clash and lawsuit with this group of farmers. And that's why it's important to own your own seeds. Heirloom seeds are very important. And one thing I would like to encourage is some of the black farmers who have a family who have land and you're not doing nothing with that land is to open up seed banks. We need to open up our own seed bank, grow these produce that be able to yield seeds that we can sell the seed to each other in our community and be able to own your own seed. Seed time, springtime, springtime, seed time, it's harvest time. And I want to be able to encourage us to be able to do that because many families I've known that have families in Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, they have land. Some families still have land, and they were able to hold on to that land. And I'm encouraging you to do that. Hold on to the land. Don't sell the land. Don't let the land or the money or the greed that you think can um, selling it would divide the family. Please hold on to the land. I know some families can have land set up as air property that they can't sell it. I would love for us to do that because we have no clue what tomorrow holds for the next generation. And to lease that land out to farmers that's going to grow and that's not using the land for herbicide and pesticide, uh, like genetic and modified stuff where your land is messed up. But seed time, seed time is so important. So I want us to know that we can do this. And you can purchase seed, um, rareseeds.com, seedsaving.com, heirloomseed.com. There's so many different places that you can purchase heirloom seeds, but I want to encourage you to save your I want to encourage you to look up how you can do your gardening on a deck, in a backyard, in a pot. You know, so many people are doing different ways of growing their food, indoors as well as outdoors. Be creative of knowing how to eat healthy and knowing how to take back your um, your life through diet and being healthy. Uh, my husband's family in Mississippi, when he said when he was growing up, and many families did this too, they had their own chickens, they had their own cows, they had their own gardens. They didn't have to go to the store for nothing except for maybe if they didn't make their soap or the toilet paper. And even a lot back then, people made their own clothing. 
and they took the scrap from the old clothing and made quilts off the table and gave it to the chickens. So we weren't wasting anything. And when they had wood-burning stoves, I found out the wood-burning stoves, the ash from the wood-burning stove, would go into the garden to help keep the garden fertilized. So there's a way that our creator has given us a way to take care of ourselves, but we've lost that. And this is what yesterday's Kitchen for Today is here about. So we can go back to the basic. And my, the company's tagline is putting the power of good health back into the hands of the people. What we put in our hands can save our lives and save others by what we learn how to do and pass these skills on to the next generation. There's a school in um, Georgia. I'm trying to remember the name of the city. And it's called the um, John C. Campbell Folk School. And the school opened up in the 1930-something. And it's a school that helps people to go back to the basic of blacksmith, um, learning how to um, crochet, homemade butter, have your garden, all of the old basic things that were done for people to take care of their families and stay alive. They're sitting on 30 acres of land, and these ladies had a vision to own to do this, so these skills of blacksmith, uh, pottery, all these skills wouldn't die. And people take their children and grandchildren to this. Um, it's like a campus. You pay so much money per week to be there, to sign up for various classes, even have class on teaching you how instruments on doing instrument and other uh, activities that do. Um, and it's fun. And they're sitting on 30 acres. It's beautiful. And it's just out in nowhere, in nowhere. I can't think of the city right now at the top. But you can look it up. It's called John C. Campbell Folk School. And it's in the northern part of Georgia. And it's closer to Tennessee, I think. Closer, no, North Carolina. Closer to the North Carolina border. North Carolina, I think it's right off the border of North Carolina. But I visit there, and my goal is to get my grandchildren up there so we can do some activities together. Uh, a lot of people who are retired, they go there, and they've always wanted to learn how to basket weave or um, tie-dye or making rugs or woodcrafting. Uh, all of those that was from yesterday that was done by hand, you can still do that at the school, and I commend these ladies, and they have a campus, and it's just beautiful. Uh, if you want to get away from nature and just be out uh, there, it's a beautiful thing to do. And they, too, talk about gardening and saving your seeds and showing you how to do that. Because that's, to me, food is the most important source. I mean, you know, people still in jewelry and cell phones and all that kind of stuff but and television. But look, if we ain't got electricity, if we ain't got nothing else, food is so important. And we want to be able to teach the next generation how to eat and how to use food for medicine and to show you how important these seeds are. These farmers uh, have a class action lawsuit. Um, the Black Farmers Agriculture Association in Memphis is um, – going after these, um, this big company to say, you sue, you did this on purpose because we are African-Americans. 
And so we just want to be able to know that there's a battle going on, um, a spiritual battle that's affecting our farmers, which is going to affect us, which is our food. So just take time to research some of the information I'm sharing with you. And if you're interested, if your church or you would like to host a party on um, teaching your family how to be prepared, we're willing to do this. Just give us a call. Just come check us out. Uh, you can email me at info at yesterday's kitchen, the number four today.com. Again, that's info yesterday's kitchen, the number four today.com. And also, you can give me a call at 770 732 6124. And we can plan that because I truly believe it's urgent for us to be able to have these skills and to pass it on to the next generation. I want to remind you on the D Hour Network, and we'll be right back.
right, you're back with the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson. Our title tonight is Springtime, Sea Time, Preparing Feast to Feed Our Family. Okay, I was giving you some information just before we went to a break on the John C. Campbell Folk School. Okay, it is called Brasstown, North Carolina. That's where it is. It's the old one folk school road. That's the name of the street it's on. One folk street. I think we only have one street light in that little town when we went up there. It is really, really beautiful up there, and I admire what they're doing. I would love to have something like that from uh, needle pointing to uh, furniture making to uh, chairs. You can make in chairs, beekeepers, uh, square dancing, all kinds of instruments, sewing quilts, um, Paper mache, uh, crocheting, knitting, hat making, basket weaving. Tea, um, it is the the catalog is really big, and you actually can uh, call up there and get you a free catalog and see the tuitions that they offer for one week, two weeks um, for you and your family. If you want to go up there and do some classes together, I think it's a great way. To bring some of these things. And, you know, a lot of times back in the days when I was in school, we had wood shop and we had home economics. I don't even think they have that today for these kids now. I think they'd be afraid to have the kids work with wood shop or work with knives and things in the cafeteria. I mean, uh, home economics, I don't even know. If, I think some class school may be offering those back. But I think it's important for our kids to learn that. Uh, with the microwave and everything processed and fast food drive-through, we've not given them the skills to know how to go back to cook the basic way. But for those who are interested, again, that is the John C. Campbell Folk School, and that is in Brasstown, North Carolina. So that's just on the north part of um, northern part of Georgia. So uh, please check it out because it is great. It has good things to offer for us and our family, but um, seed time, harvest time. I will be having a class coming up on the 28th of April. It will be the at the, the Circus School of Atlanta, 525, no, 575 Boulevard Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia, and that class is from 10 to 12, and that's on fermentation taking fresh fruits and vegetables and fermenting it. So that class, if you're interested in that class, you can email me at info at yesterday's kitchen for today, number four. And if you're interested, you can call me at 770-732-6124. You can also go on my website and register or sign up, um, and that is uh, www.yesterdays.com. Kitchen, the number four, today.com. But I really want to educate us about the seeds and how important the seed is. I want you to take time to look about the uh, the seed bank and how important that is for us. And um, a lot of times when I purchase or my daughter purchases um, fruits and vegetables that are organic, especially the cantaloupe and the um, melons, and I know I'm uh, getting the good seeds, I save those seeds. I take those seeds out and I save them because saving seed is so important. And um, 
we're coming up on spring, and like I said, this is the time to plant, to have healthy food, and to have healthy um, seeds. Many of the immigrants that came to the United States, they came here with seeds in their pockets, um, bringing seeds from their country to grow the produce uh, here in the United States. And um, that's how we got a lot of um, produce, um, apples, different apples and different type of potatoes coming from different countries planting here in the United States. So I just want to say we need to check that out. So we'll be right back. And you're under the hour.
All right, you're back on the D-Hour Network. I'm Marcia Patterson. I'm your host. We're talking about springtime seed time, how important it is for us to save seeds and be able to have our seeds. Um, one of the things that given me the urge to share this is the devastation of the Midwest with the farmers. They're losing their crops and their animals, and we know that the price of food will be going up or we have some shortage in some of the foods. Uh, listen to some other farmers uh, from the Department of Agriculture say, yes, we do have a surplus, but I think we need to be able to know how to have our own seeds and have them. It's important to have your own seeds and know what to do with those seeds. I want to encourage you guys to go on um, your website, these websites to check out. You can get free catalog. One is the Seed Saver Exchange. And what's really great about them um they do, uh, if you do community garden or if your church planning to do any planning, um, healthy growing food in your community or community garden, they will donate some seeds. And this is the time, seed time, harvest time. So be able to get involved with your community, your church, um, people in your block. You can do a community garden if, you doesn't, if you're in a de- food desert area. Instead of waiting for someone to come and try to give us food, grow your own food. Um, Many inner cities have plenty of vacant lots, and I'm pretty sure you can talk to your alderman or your city uh, officials and maybe get that lot to use as a community garden. As I said, the Seed Saver Exchange, they do do donations of seeds, so you may want to check that out. They also, right now, you can get your free catalogs with them. You can also get your free catalog with the Baker's Creek Seed Company, which is rareseeds.com. Their catalog is the bomb because, I mean, you're going to get seeds from all over the world. I mean, they, this young man who had the vision to see what Monsanto was doing at an early age, and he starts saving seeds. Now, a multi-billion dollar business. And he collects seeds from all over the world, heirloom seeds. And when we went to war with Iraq, the Iraqi farmers mailed him seeds and said, we're at war. Save our seeds. And what's great about this company is called rareseeds.com. If you go there, you can get get their catalog. Now you can order the catalog. It's a beautiful catalog. But when you donate seeds, 
uh, or make a donation of purchasing something, they send seeds to Africa and other parts of the world to support um, people to be able to be self-sufficient. I think food aid is good when you know, they bring the food for them now, but I think what's important is to bring the seeds so they can grow their own food and have that for themselves. So um, check out those two websites. Um, one is SeedSaverExchange.com. Um, that's one that do the donation. And then we have RareSeeds.com. This coming May, May 5th through the 6th, in Mansfield, Missouri, they have their annual spring planting festival, and that's where they educate you about the seed, planting your seed, how to have a good harvest. Um, I think that is so important. So I'm encouraging you, if you're listening, um, church, community organization, um, put together um, your own community food bank or food um, gardening garden in your own community and have people to grow their own food and be able to educate them what to do with that food once it's grown. So, And I know many communities throughout the community is growing and growing and growing as far as that. So seed saving is so important. And as I mentioned before, we have 34 countries today, today, that's in need of food aid. They're, they're needing food. So I want to tell you uh, that you want to do that, save seeds. I'm going to try to get Shannon back on um, from rareseeds.com so she can give us more information about seed, planting seed, uh, the soil, that kind of stuff. Because, as I said, um, or you can go back and listen to one of our previous blog talk with Shannon on there. But I'm going to try to have her back again. This company have vegetable seed, they have herb seed, they have flowers. You also can get live plants from them. Um, one thing about uh, both the seed exchange and the rare seed, they sell seed in bulk. So um, I'm telling you to save your seeds, and if you don't want to save seeds, you can buy seeds in bulk. They got some that um, the for the northern area of of, of the United States. Seed growing. I think there's a package here for about $395. And um, for the southern region, they have also. So you get a bulk of all these different seeds, or you can arrange the seeds that you want to grow and plant. So, in the meantime, start collecting your seeds. Um, you can host a party with me, and we can purchase your grain for you, your um, we can purchase your, um, showing you the equipment you need for milling your fresh wheat into flour, making homemade butter. We sell butter churns, electric to non-electric, being able to show families how to go back and do the basic living, um, encouraging families to do solar power generators. You know, my ex-husband now has solar power on his home in Wisconsin. So we want to be able to have people to say, okay, we need to think about not just today, but tomorrow, and tomorrow for our young kids and our children, and teach them the skills of saving seeds and having their own seeds is so important. So um, another thing I want to talk about is Mother Earth. 
I've been to a couple of Mother Earth conferences, and I'm going to encourage you guys to check them out because um, even at those Mother Earth conferences in Invenera, their catalog, they talk about saving seeds, uh, the importance of heirloom seeds. You're going to hear me say that over and over again. So when you're out thinking about buying seeds or having a garden, just make sure they're heirloom seeds. So that's important, and we talked about why it's important, you know. We see that they're saving seeds. We don't need someone else to save our seeds. We need to save our own seeds. And that teach our children the importance of seeds because I truly believe seeds going to be more important than um, than money because what, what good is money going to do if you have no um, food? You know, uh, in in Venezuela, the money currency is so worthless that money has no value that people are actually just taking it and making purses and um, making things with it because it has no value at this point. So I just want people to know that um, we can take charge of ourselves and our health by having our own seeds. I think that's the first thing to start with, having your seeds, having your grain seeds um, to be able to grow your vegetables, your grains, the rice, and do what you need to do to take care of yourself because it's very important. And I see here Mother Earth has several um, fairs that they go do throughout the United States, and they're going to have one closer to here to us, which is in Asheville, North Carolina. That's going Actually, that's the end of this month of April, then they're going to Belton, Texas, and they had one in Belton, Texas in February, um, the Seven Spring, Pennsylvania, Kansas, uh, they're going to be in Kansas City, the different places, so there's things out here that teach us to go back to the basic, the simple life, um, healthy life. And more and more um, millennials are awakening up. You got a lot of people that's vegan, vegetarian, and you see that on Instagram all over all the time. People are sharing their information and their health journey on how they're getting better and how they're overcoming illnesses and disease with diet and eating fresh fruits and vegetables. So this is more important than um, seeds. I mean, where can we be? without fresh fruits and vegetables. The seeds is so important for us to eat and to have life. You know, we, we, we got it twisted. We got it all tied up to pharmaceutical as that being it. No, 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 no. Our, our lives, livelihood depends on a little small seed. You know, the Bible talks about a grain of wheat, how powerful that tree can grow, you know, with a grain of wheat. But I just want us to know that we can have healthy bodies by eating healthy food. And we can do that by taking charge of our food and what knowing where it comes from and how to grow it. So I'm just going to encourage you to do that and to own the seeds. And you know what? Just buy the seeds, put them away. You don't have to do anything. If you don't have a place to garden, um, just leave it somewhere, store it away like you would store money. And if you have to, if, you know, if we ever came into a place, you look at these people coming from Mexico, they're hungry. They need food. 
And, you know, and I feel bad for the Hispanic people who came here looking for jobs because they were doing a job that many Americans didn't want to do, out there picking food, uh, picking things in the fields. And now that they no longer need it, the farmers need them, but now many Americans are telling them to go away, we don't need you. Who's going to do that job? Who's willing to get out there and pick that stuff in the hot weather? And those people are hungry. They need food. And the Bible tells us that you do to the least of them, you do to me. So we need to know how to take care of ourselves. And if you bless me, if you bless me or you bless someone else, if I'm blessed, I'm supposed to bless someone else. That's what we need to do. But Seed is important. Jeremiah 2.21. Let me see if I can find that. Jeremiah 2.21 in the Bible and show you how important a seed is. God says to Israel, Yet I have planted for you noble vines, seeds of the highest quality. How then have you turned before me into degenerate plants of alien vines? That is what God tells Israel in Jeremiah 2. 21. Seeds are important for us. A mustard seed, a small seed, something very small. And you see how small these seeds are when you put them into the ground. Um, my daughter and I um, had some potatoes, and they were sprouting out. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, I wonder what's something going to happen. And sure enough, we planted them out there, and they're coming up. We can have food. We don't have to always have to go back and purchase things. We We've been programmed to be consumers, to buy things. As I was growing up in the city of Milwaukee, throughout, excuse me, throughout the city, people used to have plum trees, cherry trees, pear trees in their backyards. We can't see that anymore. And that's another thing, encouraging people to grow fruit trees again in their backyard, putting apple trees, plum trees. Uh, down in Florida, you see a lot of people have lemon trees in their yards. We can do this and we can be self-sufficient and knowing how to take care of ourselves. So the information, the things are out there, people are waking up and they're willing to share how to do this and how to make it happen for you and your family. But first of all, what I'm giving you is words. Words can be seeds. I'm hoping that these words that I'm giving you get planted inside you to make you or make us want to move to say, you know what, I can do this. I can take care of my family, and I can take care of myself by growing my own food. Seed time, springtime, seed time. Things are blossoming. The flowers are coming out. It's time for us to plant the seed, to be more alert about what's happening around us with the natural disaster, with our food prices, and to know how to grow our own food. So this is where we want to be, and I'm encouraging us to be more uh, on hand. I'm taking our food back. I'm going to take a bite of food. All right, join the E-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marsha Patterson. Same time, same time.
I'm your host, Marsha Patterson. Our our thing today is springtime, seed time. And 
been on this business, I've been on this journey with Yesterday's Kitchen for today, almost 12 years now. And my mission when I initially started was just to be that mom and grandma to teach the next generation about eating healthy, milling our own flour, baking our own food, and doing that. But then as I've become more and more aware of the political realm that's going on in our nation and other countries and people are hungry, and knowing that our ancestors during the Great Depression and many people was able to feed or got through hard times, because they knew how to prepare healthy food and how to stretch a meal. We don't have that skill today, and I want to be able to give that to the next generation of kids and my grandkids so they will have it. Because food has always been used as a weapon in many different ways. So it's important to me and the mom and a grandma is to pass these skills on and knowledge my words are seeds. I'm hoping that they would take root in somebody that's listening to say, you know what, let me do better in taking care of my, um, growing my own food or having the seeds. It's so important to have those seeds. So if you have to grow those foods, you don't have to go looking for those seeds or um, you have them. That is my mission. So I'm hoping someone's listening and taking heed, but, you know, food has always been used as a weapon. Last year, was it last year, year before last, I was down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, to the Black Farmers Conference, and um, they had the conference right along the Mississippi River in Hattiesburg, which is a nice hotel. It was really nice, and they're doing the walkway and renovating down in this area. It used to be a poor black area. We can see a lot of the shotgun homes are being renovated and redone. And they had a walkway and they had a gazebo out there. And, and the hotel um, had it that they have um, entertainment outside where they have the little bar. So the Black Farmers Conference, they had a dance outside. They had the tables outside. And I'm walking along the um, the riverfront of the um, the lake, the Lake um, Mississippi River. And as I'm walking through there, actually my energy was feeling kind of sad because I'm kind of looking around, looking at this area, and thinking, looking at the Mississippi River, and I'm thinking, how many how many souls are in that river? Did someone try to escape during a time? You know, my mind kind of was going back to the early years of slavery and what it had been like for our people in that area or working along the river. And talking to one of the officers, and I was telling him, I said, oh, my God, my spirit is kind of sad here thinking about our people and what they've gone through, and the energy just kind of had me feeling kind of sad. And he says, oh, you may be feeling the devil's punch bowl. I said, excuse me? He says, the devil's punch bowl. He said, have you ever heard of the devil's punch bowl? I said, no. So he pulls it up on his phone, and sure enough, the devil's punch bowl. And what happened was, during the Emancipation Proclamation, when blacks were being set free from Abraham Lincoln and people were walking off the plantation, 
a lot of uh, slaves were coming off the plantation and walking on one of the main roads, which led them through Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And they get through Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and they met with the Union Army. Huh, you think they should be happy? No. The Union Army gathered these over, I, th- I thought it was 2,000, but it was 20,000 of these black slave men and women, put them in a concentration camp in that area, and had them to work without feeding them or doing any, um, separate the men and the women, and they had them do manual labor and concentration camp. And when they died from starvation and no water and stuff, they just left their body there, and then they end up burying them all together in a mass grave. But not far, when they buried them in this mass grave in this area over the years became like a jungle and it's growing up real tall and real dense. dense. But fruit is growing off of that land, pears, peaches, all this fruit, but nobody would touch the fruit or eat the fruit because the fruit is fertilized, but the soul of all these black men and women that were slaves, they starved them to death. Hitler, Stalin, they did the same thing. They starved people. Food has always been used as a weapon. And I'm not no alarmist or um, kind of like um Fear monger, making us fearful of nothing, but I'm making you understand that what has happened in the past. And there's an old saying, if you don't learn from your past, you're doomed to repeat it. We need to be educated about our past. We need to be educated on how to take care of ourselves. We need to be educated on what to do to better ourselves. And that comes from learning and sharing and talking. And this is what this is about, sharing and talking and giving you information. Gave you some information about the, uh, the seed saver exchange. They're giving away free seeds that allows you to do community garden, your church, your community, block community garden, putting food together, learning how to eat, learning how to use food for medicine. That's what For Your Help Blog Talk is about. If you can go back and listen to my previous shows, Dr. Lester L. Carter, a pharmacist, and he's given us some great information about old ways of doing things, the herbs and healthy food and how it can benefit us. Diabetes, you know, he talks about diabetes with us as African Americans. You know, and obesity, which is plaguing so many people, obesity, uh, women and men, our young girls, our young boys, they got young people dropping dead with heart attacks, arthritis, brain, can't remember anything, Alzheimer's, dementia at early ages. This is hitting people in their early 50s, late 40s, strokes, and people in their 40s having strokes. You know, we got to own the seed, the food that's going to help us to have life and have it more abundantly. So I'm encouraging you to order your seed catalogs, get them right now. There's some of them you can purchase, but you can get the free catalogs. And just reminding you, there's 34 countries today 
but people are in, in food aid. They need food aid. And, you know, even here in America, we got families that people are, food banks are in dire needs. They are overrun with people needing help, working people who are working, paying their bills, and working, but can't afford the food on their table. So they have to subsidize with food banks. We can grow our own food. We can own the seeds. If you can't grow the food now, own the seeds. That's important to own the seeds. So I'm encouraging you to own the seeds and to check out uh, having healthy food for yourself. At one point, as I said before, we in 1920, there were millions of black farmers. Collectively, they owned about 15 millions of acres in the United States alone. They said that population of black farmers is slowly growing up. I was just reading about a young lady who was having trouble getting some land. She owned 300 acres in Texas, 300 acres. And more and more women, oh, my God, women are owning the land. And that's what we're looking for now, land. And uh, Raina Turner, who was on the phone, one of the farmers out of Virginia, said he would teach us and show us how to go buy the land, how to take care of the land. There's folks willing to educate us on this and teach us on what to do. And that I applaud because it's so important that people are willing to give up their time to say, this is what you got to do. Let me show you how it's done. That's what grandmas and grandpas used to do. Come here, baby. Let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to, let me show you how to plant these feed, this food. Let me show you how to cut this cow up. Let me show you how to butcher this up. Let me show you how to do this. They called the kids into the kitchen. They watched and they learned. They went out in the field, they watched, and they learned. We got to take the computers from the children. We got to take the iPhone from the kids. We got to take the cell phone from the kids and say, come on, baby, come on in here, and let me show you how to do this. It's important because we don't know what tomorrow holds for us here in the U.S. So it's important to learn how to have your own seeds. Seeds are important. We talked about heirloom seeds. Heirloom seeds are important. Saving seeds. Saving seeds are important. And there's classes, very simple, easy way of saving seeds. And uh, and that's what I'll be doing. You, you can contact me at info at yesterday's kitchen for today. Or you can call me, 770-732-6124. It's important to own your own seeds. And, you know, I do workshop on canning. I do workshop on fermenting. I do workshop on grain, showing you how to mill fresh wheat into flour. We do workshop on preparedness, showing you how to prepare and store food long-term or short-term, um, showing you how to put things away, um, just to have the equipment and things we need to be prepared for. Um, I've learned a lot over the years, and I'm still learning. I don't know everything, and that's why I pull off the the knowledge and strength of other people who've done it. Um, we have a four-year health class that's on juicing, learning how to do the juicing to heal your body from cancer or other disease. Following Dr. Gerson, we had Brenda Cobbs on from Living Food Institute, 
who had ovarian cancer and breast cancer, and that was over 20 some, 30, almost 30 some years ago, and she's alive just by juicing. She made up her mind, I want to juice, but she had fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables. She was eating live food, live food for live people, and she was able to overcome that. And it's um, Tony Steffen, whose son was bipolar, wife was bipolar, another daughter, schizophrenic, and another one, manic depressive, and had 10 children. And out of the 10, three were having some issues. His wife committed suicide. By getting a natural supplement together, he has his family back. He now, uh, in Canada, selling the True Hope vitamin that's helping people to be set free. And now doctors over in Canada and other parts of the world are using this supplement to get people off their psychotic medication. Food, vitamins, nutrients, people are being set free. I had Natasha Campbell McBride, whose son was autistic, diagnosed with autistic at the age of two, no longer autistic. Diet, food, nutrition set him free. And people are writing books, there are seminars, they're out here getting DVDs, information to get this information out. Their family is set free, they want yours to be set free. And I'm using For Your Health Blog Talk as a platform to get this information out. Because a lot of times when we have these issues with our families or ourselves, we become overwhelmed or we just don't know where to turn, and we're giving you options where to turn. And a lot of times our nutritional wealth, our health, mind, body, and soul starts with a small seed of fruits and vegetables so we can be set free. So this is springtime and seed time for us to be healthy. Again, let me repeat Jeremiah 2.21 on how important the seed was for God. And he was upset with Israel because they did something with the seeds in Israel. He said, yet I have planted you noble vines, seeds of the highest quality. How then have you turned before me into degenerate plants of alien vines? We messed up because we want to do things our way. Adam and Eve was planted in a garden of Eden where vegetables and fruit grow. The soil was rich. The soil had to be rich for them to grow vegetables, the fruits. It had to have the minerals. It had to have the nutrients. And we came from the soil. He created us from the dust. We need the nutrients. We need the minerals. We need the vitamins to live and be alive. And this genetically modified food and processed food is not it. We have to go back to the real deal, the real table. And that's why, and I truly believe in the 23rd Psalms, and he said, I go to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy because we're eating off the wrong table. And we're eating food from soil that's been depleted of those minerals and natural resources. It's going to help us to stay alive and stay healthy. To go back to the basics. So, this is what we're here for. Um, I need, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, they get the information and they keep on moving. 
But I truly hope that you take heed to what I'm sharing with you because we may need this someday, and I mean someday soon. All right, you on the D-Hour Network. This is my...
I know that man had to be sick, and that's another thing we got to pray for. So many people in America is mentally ill. They're sick. They're sick. They're sick, and we're treating them like criminals. People need help. And diet is, what I'm learning is diet plays a big part in that. And so you can go back and listen to some of my blog, blog talk radio about that food and behavior. It is powerful. Food is very, very very powerful. It's our fuel for life, to have life and have it abundantly and to have that peace. So um, encouraging you to take a look at your diet, take a look at what you're doing with your health, because what you eat do affect your brain. So um, everyone have a great week and just want to wish you the best with your family and everyone else. So take time. To get you some seeds and check out the information I share with you.
All right, you're back on the Diawa Network. Uh, we're coming to the end of our show, and I just want to thank you if you're taking time to listen and to um, allow allow the seeds that I'm sowing with you with my words to take root and to share it with families and friends who's thinking about gardening or thinking about um, eating healthy, to be able to take charge and grow your own food. And we're going to share with you again some other things and have different farmers on, but want you to have a blessed, a blessed week, make it safe, and take charge of your health uh, because I've seen so many people who have been diagnosed with all kinds of illness and they've been set free. So that's what he came to. Christ came that we may be free and have life and have it more abundantly. Have a blessed week.